Welcome to the Data Center of the Future podcast series sponsored by Dell. I'm Jeff Johnson here with Russ Riley. And today we're discussing Storage Bridge Bay, which is a working group focused on driving standards in storage enclosures. This is a great example of when the industry gets together and standardizes, how it drives complexity and cost out of IT. Jeff, let's turn it over to Joe Pollack and Bill Dawkins from Dell. This is Joe Pollack with Dell Storage Product Group. With me today is Bill Dawkins. He's a senior technical strategist in the office of Dell CTO. He's also a member of our storage architecture team. And more importantly for this conversation, he is the chairman of the Storage Bridge Bay Working Group. Our discussion today is on Storage Bridge Bay, the specification, and how it benefits customers and the industry at large. Bill, let's begin with the first obvious question. What is Storage Bridge Bay Working Group? Well, the Storage Bridge Bay Working Group is a uh, nonprofit corporation that was founded by people in the storage industry or companies in the storage industry that was formed to develop and distribute specifications that standardize portions of the storage enclosure. We've released our first specification, and the first specification is the SBB 1.0 specification, and it was released in September of 2006. Which companies are members of the SBB? Well, Dell drove development of the SBB working group and was joined with the other founding members of EMC, Intel, and LSI. And joining Dell and the founding companies on the board of directors are IBM, NetApp, and Xyratex. We have about uh, 37 total member companies, including the board of directors, and that number is growing. A complete list of the membership can be found on our website, which is sbbwg.org. All right, so let's define Storage Bridge Bay. What is it? Well, the Storage Bridge Bay is is a concept of a, if you have a disk enclosure, that enclosure will have a slot in the back that allows the insertion of an electronics package that gives that enclosure its personality, whether it's a RAID controller or a, a disk enclosure bridge card or something of that nature. So the bridge bay is what we have termed that slot, and the SBB is standardizing that slot and the canister package that goes in it. It's the electrical and mechanical interfaces that standardize that, that allow these packages to be developed quickly and um, in a standard method. Why did Dell drive the creation of the SBB specification? Dell's involvement in the storage bridge bay is from the standpoint of we took a look at storage enclosures and noticed that people were doing a lot of the same portions around the bridge bay. They were just doing it in a different manner, and those different manners didn't add to any value to the customer. So by standardizing portions of an enclosure that do not bring differentiation or value to a customer, we can cut down on development time cut down on development cycles, bring products to the market quicker, and increase quality, and all of those things are a benefit to the customer. What is the scope of SBB? The SBB specification is focused on the the card slot. We define the length, width, and height of the slot. We define the um, physical dimensions of the card that goes into that. We define the physical characteristics of the connector that connects the card to the enclosure. We define the connector pinouts, the signal definitions for the card to talk to the enclosure. Uh, We define the power and cooling that is provided to the card. That way an enclosure definer knows how much airflow he needs to provide to the card to keep it cooled properly. 
And we also define the um, some of the low-level management interfaces that allow the car to talk to things like front panel LEDs on the enclosure, allows it to talk to temperature sensors. All of these things together help an enclosure designer and a car designer develop quicker because they're developing to a known standard, allows them to cut down the integration cycle, and that leads to the things that we talked about earlier, which is shorter development times and increased quality, things of that nature. What is not standardized by the SBP specification? Some of the things that aren't standardized by the specification are like the host interfaces on the back of the card. So the specification allows you to change the personality of an enclosure. So one way of changing the personality is it might have SAS connections on, on that card or it might have fiber channel connections on that card. So we're not trying to standardize those host interfaces. That's not our purpose. Our purpose is to standardize the, the module that goes in. What the function of that module is is outside the scope of the specification. We're not trying to standardize the RAID controller. Other things that we're not standardizing is the entire enclosure. We're not trying to say how many drives it has to have, how many use it has. It's just the card that gives that intelligence to the enclosure. We're not trying to standardize the power supplies in the enclosure. Obviously, the power supplies would change depending on what the enclosure looks like. And also, we're not standardizing the drive carriers. The drive connectors themselves are driven by other standards organizations. Okay, then the SBB specification specifies uh, board volume constraints and physical dimensions and connector pinouts. How will this benefit the storage industry at large? Well, there, there are several ways that it can help the storage industry. First of all is it will allow companies to partner together in a more efficient manner. For example, if I'm a card designer, I could design my card to the SBB specification, and then I would cut down on the amount of integration work that would be required for me to put my card into different disk enclosures. If I'm a software vendor, if I know the functions and signals provided when I'm writing my software that goes in one of these cards, I don't have to develop different code for different enclosures, or the code that I have to develop is cut down considerably. That's specific code, um, code differences. Okay, hardware and software companies will absolutely benefit from Storage Bridge Bay. What about the end customer? Well, the end customer actually sees the result of the specification. The specification is actually a really a specification for developers. But where the end customer sees the benefit is in the final solution. So when we're testing to a standard, we're building on the knowledge of the entire industry. That should increase quality for the end user. Other things that benefit the customer is if we're cutting down development cycles, we can bring new technologies to the market faster. Another thing is a company like Dell, if we've uh, reduced development cycles, we have the potential to bring more products for the same development dollar to the customer. And uh, anyway, that's where we really see the benefit to the end customer is increased quality, faster access to new technology, greater range of product offerings, and potentially lower cost. You mentioned that a developer could produce more products on the same development dollar. How does this apply with Dell's portfolio? Are there examples in our product line that support SBB? Yeah, there are. Our first product was the MD-1000. So the MD-1000 is a drive enclosure that has a SAS front end and a bridge card that attaches to SAS drives. And that is an expansion enclosure for our servers that connect to our internal PERC RAID cards. And uh, using that same chassis, we developed the MD-3000, which replaced the SBB canister 
that was in the MD-1000, which is a bridge card with an actual RAID controller. So it adds SAS RAID functionality. So now our disk enclosure has become an external RAID enclosure with high availability, SAS connectors, the ability to connect to multiple servers. So in this case, we designed a new SBB form factor RAID card that uh, inserted into the same chassis. And it's a perfect example of how the SBB brings value. You mentioned two products from Dell, and they all have the same chassis. And and really the only difference is the personality that goes in it. So obviously there definitely is some plain benefits for customers around storage bridge bay. When will the specification be completed? Well, we've released the first specification in September of 2006. That was the SBB 1.0. And the working group is working on new versions of the specification, and uh, I don't really have a date on when that will be released. We're hoping that the new version of the specification will be completed in October of 2007. And I would imagine that it will be a, an evolving standard over time? Yes. Yeah, so, so the 2.0 specification is just an evolution of the 1.0 specification. We have more members in the working group. We have a lot more input from the industry, so we're just making a better specification. And it is pretty much an evolution of the 1.0 specification, not a revolutionary change. If I were a developer, how would I find out more information about Storage Bridge Bay or possibly join the SBB working group? We have a website, sbbwg.org. It has information about joining the SBB. It also has information and presentations from different industry events that we've participated in. So if someone wanted to learn more about the SBB, that would be the best place to start. Bill, thank you for helping us better understand the Storage Bridge Bay Working Group and the advantages of SBB. Thank you. That was a great overview, guys. And just to repeat the URL, that's sbbwg.org. And if you'd like to send a question to one of our speakers, send it to dellpodcasts at dell.com. And join us again next week for another edition of Data Center of the Future podcast series. (laughs) 